September sky Watching as clouds went by We confess everything to each other Hey everybody, welcome to Adventure Retired, the podcast where retired people share what they're doing in their retirement to help inspire you to live your best retired life. We are Kurt and Cindy Lilgedal, your hosts, and today we're going to talk to Nola Jensen. Yeah, she's a uh, retired lawyer, and she's going to talk to us about some of the papers and everything that you should have in place or later on in your life. I yeah, mean, in your will retirement age. Yeah, in retirement age to make the trans well, and not even retirement right. age when you're younger too, but to make that transition easier should something happen to you or your spouse or something like yeah, that. And we're really thankful that she's joining us because yeah. this is a really important topic. Oh, I think it's extremely important. Yeah. But first, a life lesson from Kurt's book, Fixed Problem and Other Life Lessons from a Pragmatic Dad. Now, bear in mind that I wrote this book before COVID. Okay. And this one is Get a Flu Shot and Other Immunizations as Needed. Oh, that's a hot topic. And everybody has their opinions on it, and that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion, like I have my opinion. But in my world, a flu shot's very important. Out of my 28 years of teaching school, I only missed two days because I was actually sick, and it was the flu, and I had... Okay, you don't need to tell us. Things coming out yes, the front. Yes, you don't need to tell us. The north okay. end and the south end. Okay, say. we don't need to know. And they, they help. And yeah, I, I always had a flu shot, and you know, I I guess I will always be um, for it. But you know, everybody can make their own decision. Right. I'm a science person. I believe in science, so we are up to date on our COVID shots. And also, we like to travel. So and far, so good. We want to be healthy when we travel, and sometimes, you know, you can't even go places if you don't have some of these shots. Yeah, but it's a personal opinion. But that's just my opinion. We just got a shot the other day because we're going to have a granddaughter coming up. Yeah, and we had to get something for whooping, for whooping cough. cough or yeah, something like yeah. that. And I'll be darned if that. anything keeps me from seeing that oh. little thing when she pops or, out. Or, you know, you don't want to get her sick. That's right. That's right. So, Boy, that'd make you feel bad. That would be horrible. Yeah. All right. Let's get on to the interview. Today, we're talking to Nola Jensen. And Nola, we always start with the same two questions. What did you do for a living? And how long have you been retired? Or in your case, how long have you been trying to retire? <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm an attorney right now. Um, I do mostly paperwork type, uh, law in regard to probate, real estate and tax. And, um, I said about a year ago, I was going to retire and, um, it looks like it's sort of happening Thursday and, uh, wow. Then, um, I, uh, will do uh, some finishing up from home, but essentially retiring Thursday. Okay. So. Well, I, I wish I wish we could send out balloons I and know, yeah. and, and <laughs> fireworks and big, big party Thursday yeah. night. Huh? <laughs> totally appreciate it. And yeah. where are you coming to us from? Albert City, Iowa. All right, all right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the reason we talked to you is you you being a lawyer or trying to be a former lawyer. <laughs> Um, you know about wills and power of attorney and stuff like that. And we just wanted people to know, A, first of all, how important those things are for you to have. I mean, we're a retirement podcast, so you got to figure that our demographic of, of people who listen to us is kind of older. 
and uh-huh. more mature as my doctor. There was. you go. That's right. More I mature. like that one. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Cindy says I'm pretty immature sometimes, but anyway. <laughs> but um, so it's important for you know to help your loved ones into that next phase. You know, yeah. should something happen to you, or just even your spouse. You know, one spouse to another. And so I guess we got a lot of thing, a lot of questions here to ask, but. The first one is, what are like the minimum legal documents a person a person should probably have as they get okay. more mature? Yes, as they go into <laughs> yes. the stage of life. Yes, there you go. Right, right. And I have to start with the caveat, of course, being a lawyer. Right. I have to say that everything I say is very general. And okay. um, it's a place to start and things to consider but um, they really should speak to their own attorney because these answers are very general and they vary based on a person's economic status and personal uh, relationships. And so they really need to start with this general information, but then see their personal attorney to fine tune everything. Okay, that's yeah, that's good, good okay. advice because we're just trying to plant the seeds here. We're not going to harvest yet. That, that's up right. to them. But yeah, thank you. You bet. So um, I, and you, of course, everyone needs to understand I'm taking it from the perspective of a lawyer, but um, I have seen and well dealt with estates that did not have wills. And it is more time consuming and a little more difficult to have an estate without a will because wills usually allow the executor, whoever that may be, um, to uh, sell property and to um, divide assets out as they see fit usually without having to go to court every time they want to do something. And without a will, you kind of pretty much usually need to go to court to distribute anything, to uh, sell stuff. Um, You know, if you want to distribute anything in kind, there's a lot more court work involved if you don't have a will. That usually involves money, too, paying the lawyer and court right, time and everything. Right. Okay. It does. And um, with, with a will, it skips some of that. And also, of course, a will says who you want stuff to go to. Without a will, and a lot of people think that if they don't have one, it goes to the state. That is not usually true. If you have any living relative that somebody can find, it's going to go to the closest living relative. Okay. Um, So I don't want people to misunderstand that. But without a will, it will go to your closest living relatives. And you may not want that to happen. (laughs) So, So a will... We were we'll talking about that, that the other day. Prince, when he passed away without a will, you know, the rock star, and uh-huh. it went to his six half siblings, half siblings, and yeah. like that. So and it took over two Correct. years to figure yeah. all that out. Yeah. And what a mess! Right, and that may be what he wanted, but if it wasn't, that's what happened, and he should have had a will and fixed that. Right, and when should you 
get a will? I mean, like for younger, if we have any young listeners out there, when should you first get a will? Um, I'm a big fan of people getting one when um, they start having children. Okay. Okay. Without without children, it it usually goes to the spouse, and if that's what they want, that's pretty, you know, it's not as essential. But once you have children, um, if something happens to both of you, you want to be able to know who's going to be guardians and conservators for those children. So the will needs to be done so that the relatives don't fight over who is going to be the guardian and conservator servitor for the children so so i think it's pretty important yeah i i've heard of people saying well oh their their god parents are so and so and they think that automatically is going to be the guardian and yeah it is not yeah 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 and um also when you set up in your will um who's going to handle uh, raising the children and who's going to handle the money for the children, which again does not need to be the same people because sometimes one set of people are better at raising and not good with money, right. <laughs> and somebody else might be very good with money. Right, right. But then they can also set up in their will that the children don't get it when they become 18, which if you don't have something set up for it, uh, that could happen, or 21, depending on the state. And um, you maybe don't want those kids to have their own hands on the money till they're older. Oh, and yeah. you can set that up in the will as well. Okay. Yeah, you don't you don't want party time going on or anything. Right, right. right. And then it'd be all gone, and they don't have the the start off that you right. wanted for them. Right, okay. right. Mm-hmm. Okay, that being said, some people don't have children. Should they have a will? Yeah, I think so. Partly, I'm you know, most of the time they leave it to each other, but you need to set out, okay, what if, you know, heaven forbid, and so much of will working is heaven forbid, mm-hmm. but if you both are past what do you want to have happen? Right. And um, otherwise you're going to have, you know, either parents or first cousins arguing about who gets what. Yeah. Especially if there's a sizable estate. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. All right. So So a will is very important. What's another, any more documents that we we should think about? Yeah, like a living will? Yes. When when, uh, people come in of a more mature age and I, and it, it probably isn't terribly wise, I guess I'd say, but I don't push living wills and powers of attorney so hard when they're not as mature as we are. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but when when a person gets into their sixties, you know, they probably if they come in to do a will, then we start looking at powers of attorney, um, living wills, powers of attorney for healthcare, um, because. Uh, the laws have been more stringent lately, especially in the, well, in both arenas, I guess, but in the power of attorney for business, um, at least in the state of Iowa, if you don't have a power of attorney for business and become to the um, unable to handle your own uh, property, then they're going to need to do a conservatorship 
for okay. you, which is can be something that the, they have to go to court to have created. And then because there was someone who took advantage of that position and took a bunch of money from a conservatorship, the courts have now required a lot more paperwork and court oversight on conservatorships, which makes the cost more extreme than it used to be. Yeah. Whereas a power of attorney for business is a document you just set out who you want to handle your business. If you're not able to, you set out their names, their address, their phone number, and you sign it. And then you can say on it that it's effective right away if you really trust the person um, to not use it unless you can't. Or you can say that it becomes effective when a doctor says you can't handle your own business. Okay. And um, so it's it's a really good paper to have, you know, because none of us know when we might have an accident with brain damage or, right. you know, a stroke or something that makes us incapacitated. Right, right. So that's on the business side. And then on the healthcare side, again, we never know when any of those things might happen. So... Um, you know, if you've passed a power of attorney, whether business or for healthcare, is a moot point. Mm-hmm. There's, they both end at death. Okay. But um, with the power of attorney for healthcare, uh, you can say to the doctors, okay, if I'm not able to speak for myself, this person can and make decisions. I trust them to do that. And if they can't, then I've chosen this person or these people to decide. Um, And I say that that way because usually people do each other and then their children as a group, if they believe all their children will decide uh, the way they would want. Is is that the physician's directive that... Um, some, some places call that, that, yeah, but the physician's directive is more, more like the living will. You're saying if I'm going to be on life support and it isn't going to do any good, I don't want to stay there. Okay. Okay. But, but the power of attorney for healthcare can be broader and it's usually done in connection with the living will or directive. Okay. Okay. And you got to look at those documents and, They can be together. They don't have to be. Some people don't want a living will. They do not want to be off life support. So, you know, it depends on the person. But the pressure points are different in the two documents. A living will is telling the doctor, if I'm not going to come out of this, I don't want to be on support. Right. So that's that's putting the pressure on the doctor. The power of attorney for health care says... These people decide. Oh, so that I puts see. the pressure on those people. Yeah, whether it's family or the children or the spouse or okay. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. And yeah. so, if a person wants a living will, it's good, I think, to have them together. And that is how, at least, the Iowa State Bar Association forms work. Is if you want both, they have a form to put them together, so that. The the pressure is shared. Right, right. So, and that is a big relief for the powers of attorney for healthcare. Oh so. yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. I know. We just checked my mother into a assisted living, and one of the questions they ask us 
children was, um, well, what about a DNR? Do not resuscitate. Uh-huh. And, you know, us us four siblings kind of looked at each other like, uh, ooh, uh, ooh, uh, you know, we we didn't know what. <laughs> Finally, we decided, you know, mother has dementia and she's pretty healthy and she's happy, but I just don't think, you know, it's what we we kind of thought that's what she wanted. So we basically signed a do not res- a DNR for her. Right. And right. I, I hope mom doesn't listen to this because <laughs> I don't oh, know if she knows or not. But <laughs> yeah, it's just that's you know that's a very hard thing to think about, but yet to have it in advance and to know what you want, it's right. if your kids know, it's, it's oh, it's great. invaluable. And right, yeah. So if they have the living will, then the kids would know. Yeah, go ahead definitely. with the DNR. Right. Yeah, right. Definitely. Okay, so uh, let's see what else. Assets, all that's part of the will, too, as far as Kurt and Cindy croak off, who gets it? You don't have to list specific things in a will. Most of the time you don't. But if you do have, you know, an heirloom of some type that you want to go to a certain person, you can name it in the will. Or what I prefer is to say in the will that you'll have a list. Okay of heirloom type things. The list is not meant to be uh, handling any amounts of money or big items. It okay. is more like, you know, grandma's sugar bowl or right. something. Sentimental things. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. And then you put on this list any items like that. And then after that, the name of who's supposed to get it. And then the will usually says, okay, I have a list. Make sure you do. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, can't I had find some, it anywhere a couple here. that said they were going to, and as far as we could tell, they never did. The kids tore the house apart looking for it and never found it. So if you say there's a list, have a list. Right, and, right. And then it usually says, too, that you can change that after the will is written and signed. You can change that will. Just always make sure to sign and date the new list. Okay. I'm sorry. I said change the will, but right. change. you can change the list. Right. Um, in the future, you just make sure and to sign and date it so they know which is the most recent. Okay. Okay. Uh, getting on to who prepares these documents. I know you being a lawyer, you'll advocate for lawyers, but A, can you write your own will and be your opinion of these online services i can say that you can write your own will i'm gonna say because i've seen some you're gonna leave stuff out that you shouldn't leave out okay and the online services if they're specific for your state they might not be too bad okay but so many of them are general for try to cover all numerous numerous states right they don't always do what they need to do to make sure that the will is valid which is a concern yeah yeah so plus yeah plus i mean i don't know if i want to trust a 40 dollar prepared will online service to my you know not my 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 multi-million dollar estate if i'm that right. person yeah. right yeah definitely right yeah okay okay i agree um i'm not and i th- i'm i'm a pretty big fan of going to an attorney for the power of attorney for business oh yeah. now i i have seen um 
hospitals help people with the power of attorney for health care. And those usually are pretty good. Just make sure if you want a living will that they have them with that. And I don't always see that. Okay. All with right. it. So going to a lawyer, and I know all lawyers are different, but going to a lawyer for a will, your husband, I'm going to pick on Cindy and I, husband, wife, two kids, you know, decent amount of assets. What's a will going to run me? You know, all these things, the power of attorney and all that. Okay. I am not going to be able to tell you very well because based on what I've seen, I'm usually fairly cheap. All right. (laughs) And I'm kidding. (laughs) Okay. So give us like the, like a base, yeah, baseline. And then it can, like, cause I've seen things, you know, people, you know, up to, you know, six, $8,000, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. 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 I do. I'll, I'll start with me and, uh, Whoever's listening should know that that's probably the very bottom is I did. If the the wills of a husband and wife were essentially mirrors, they they had the same terms, just different names. Then I do it for like 400 to 500 bucks. Okay. Um, Okay. Unless it got super complex. But um, and then the powers of attorney for health care for both um, two to three hundred. I think it. Yeah, closer to 300 probably, but that's all four documents. Right. But I have seen for fairly simple wills out of the bigger cities, two grand. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you got a big range. Right. Where do you keep your will? I mean, okay. do you keep it in um, a safe deposit box and then hopefully you know where the key is in five years, you know? I mean, oh, that's yeah. so scary. Lose it. Yeah. A, a lot of people do keep it in the safety deposit box and then. If they tell their kids it's there and they don't know where the key is, they got to have it drilled, which if you have a box and lose the key, they're going to drill it anyway to okay. see how many gold bars you have. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. But, um, but the banks have now done a provision, and most all of them have this, I think, that if you put it in your safety deposit box, they have a form that says, this is my personal representative, and you can name one of your children to be able to get one or several of them um, to get into the box as well. Okay. Okay. So, and you, you really should have it so somebody can get in right. if you're both gone. Right. Right. Okay. Otherwise, people put it in their safe or right. um, fireproof box. Okay. So. Can, can you have it like with somebody else, like a copy of it? Because I'll be honest, I have a copy of ours with our kids. You know, uh-huh. it's, it's but the co- my- a copy doesn't do you any good, does it? No, it doesn't. Okay. Um, you you do need the original of this, and um, you can give them to your kids. And you know, if it says, "Okay, I got three kids," say, and everybody gets a third, there's really not going to be any. Uh, upset about right. a change of that if you stay pretty much the same way. Right. But um, you do want to think a little bit before you share it with people because if you change it later, you're setting yourself up for having your your children fight. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> oh, and yeah. I know that happens nothing so will, much. Nothing will know? break up a family quicker uh, than a estate. Yeah. You know, will. Um, right. I heard a legal term one time, and I'm going to slaughter this. Perserpes? Perserpes. Yeah, what, what is that? Okay, and it's also sometimes just said as 
um, by representation. But that just means if you say, I give all my stuff to my kids and say there's two of them per Sturbies, then you're saying that if um, one of your kids, again, a heaven forbid situation, one of your kids dies before you do, you don't get your will changed. Um, It doesn't all go to the living child. It goes to half to the living child and half to the heirs of the deceased child in equal shares. So if you go way out and say, okay, this deceased child also had a deceased child who had a child, the, the grandchild will take for the deceased. Yes. Okay. I understand that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's exactly what ha- happened to me when my right. grandmother died. Right. Just my kind of follows the died. bloodline, I yeah. guess. Correct. It okay. follows the bloodline in percentages. Okay. So. My question is, um, you know, an, an executor of a state, how <laughs> many do you need to have for your, you know, I mean, does everybody need to have one person named? Yes. Yes, you got to if you're having a will, you have to name an executor and that is the person who handles the property of the estate until it's all distributed and the estate is closed. Okay. And the estates often take a good year to get done. Okay. 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 Um they can get done in a probably around 6 months, but that is amazing if that happens. Right. Partly because you also once you have to do tax returns for the estate, and the state of Iowa has now taken uh, three months to approve those tax returns, and you can't close until they're approved, and you can't do tax returns until that notice that everyone sees in the paper about this is so and so's estate is now right. open. Oh, and okay. that has to be um, you can't do a tax return until four months after the second publication of that notice. So okay. you're you're really looking at least nine months to a year for okay. the state. And should you have if you have like like you have two children, should you have both of them named as that or should you just go with one person? What's I'm easiest? a fan of both okay. unless you know they don't get along. Okay. Yeah. Um, right, I'm kidding. Because if you don't have both, you're setting them up not to get along. Right. Right. <laughs> right. You're right. That's very smart. You're okay. Right. Yeah. And some people are like, well, it's a hassle because one lives in the East Coast and one lives on the West Coast. But we do have mail and we do have email and right. we've got all kinds of things that make things way easier these days. Oh, so yeah. yeah. Okay, good. I think it's worth the hassle to keep the family happy. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Another question I had was, what is the difference between a will and a trust or an irrevocable, I can't say that. Yeah, irrevocable. Okay, irrevocable trust. I'm Okay, we've discussed will. Trust, irrevocable trust. Okay, I'm not a fan of an irrevocable trust. Okay. I've seen them, and I did one that worked, but it was for just a small portion of the estate, and it was just cash, and they knew they absolutely weren't going to change their mind on who the beneficiary would be. Okay. So, because irrevocable is irrevocable. So, yeah. <laughs> right. once right. you put it, it's set in stone, and life changes, and it 
usually causes problems because life changes and then you can't change that trust and everybody gets upset. Right, <laughs> so, right. So I I just refuse to do them except in that one instance, which was a small amount of cash really for the total estate. Okay. So, and a regular trust? The re- regular, what's called, ir- I'm sorry, which is called revocable trust, um, is is not a bad idea for larger estates. Okay. The problem with them being there for all estates is they're spendy on the front end because okay. trusts have not existed that long. So there isn't a body of law that lets people assume this, that, or the other is meant by this phrase. Everything really needs to be spelled out in a trust, so it's a longer document. It's more um, detailed to make sure things happen the way you want to. So if your estate isn't probably around a million bucks or more, you probably don't want that because a will for a couple, you know, I'm going off of my fees, which right. were, you know, a wills for a couple was like around five, four or 500 bucks. A trust is more like two to 3,000, wow. you know, so it's, it's a different ball game. But when a pers- person has um, over a million or quite a bit over it, then it starts, um, it starts to be a really good thing for two reasons. One is it skips court costs okay. and two, it brings down attorney's fees too, because in Iowa on an estate, an attorney can get 2% and you're getting up there in money. If you get, you know, 2% of millions. Right. So. Yeah, right. definitely. Okay. Okay. So, all right. One of the um, last questions before we get to our, we always end with a, you betcha and a hell no, and we'll get to that. But um, <laughs> the, uh, when, and full disclosure, you did our will this year, which was our last year, which is why we came to you. One of the things I really liked that you brought up was we have an adult daughter who is who single is single. And you had us get a HIPAA release form for her because you yourself said that your adult daughter was in the hospital, but because of HIPAA laws, you couldn't even get in to see her? Or make decisions, yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Um, My adult daughter had, uh, we didn't know what it was, and she was very, very sick, and she was going to college and it just had never occurred to me, which is terrible in my job. But um, she was in the hospital and um, I was calling because she was hours away and uh, the doctors wouldn't tell us a thing because there was no HIPAA release. Right. And that is a scary place to be. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. if they're unconscious or yeah, something yeah. like that. Right. Okay. Right. As it turned out, thank God, everything was fine with her, but I had a release the next day signed by her because <laughs> I was not going to go through that again. Yeah. And so I've tried to remember to tell all my clients, you know, that it, it isn't a bad idea anyway, if heaven forbid a child who's an adult of yours gets in a car wreck, somebody needs to decide and somebody needs 
to know what's going on, but also because not only to do the decisions, but these powers of attorney for health care, which is what I got for my daughter then the next day, right. have all these HIPAA releases with it. So okay. Okay. even if she hadn't named me as the first person to contact, which she did, but if she hadn't, um, you still can find out things. Right. right. Yeah, definitely. That was. I'm so glad you told us about that because we were just like you. We went and got our daughter. The next time we saw her, we said, you sign this paper, please. Yeah. Well, she was in the hospital one time. <laughs> yeah. And but she was awake, so she could tell them, yeah, they can come uh-huh. in. But it's scary. Yeah, that's, that's just scary. Oh, it, it really was. And some people listening might say, well, that happened to our daughter, and they talked to us. And I think in the smaller hospitals, you know, where somebody might know you or they just understand right. the situation, right. it, it, they'll talk to you more. But this was a big hospital and wasn't having any part of talking to yeah. us. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, that's definitely. It was scary. awful. Yeah. It's scary. yeah, definitely. Okay. We always end with a uh, you betcha and a hell no. And, as, we, and we really thank you for yeah. talking to us yeah. today. Oh, this is great. Yeah, no, your, thank you. It's been fun. Your you betcha is like the best thing that's happened to you and I guess we'll we'll talk about wills and all that that you've seen happen as a a, as a lawyer yeah well the best thing but this isn't it doesn't really will and that type of thing okay that's fine fine. it was um I I was involved in an adoption that really needed to happen um the parental rights were terminated. The child had been in a very bad situation and and uh, we got her adopted into a good family and it was an awesome situation. That is oh, a great thing. Yeah, that would that be. Is a, that that is be. a smile on your face. And yeah. do, you, do, you yes. have a, do you have a hell no, like a bad thing that happened or that without, you can discuss? Yeah. <laughs> without going into too many details. It, it can be right. just... I won't right. go into too many details. I would just say, make sure that the people you give... You know, a lot of people on these powers of attorney for healthcare and powers of attorney for business, a lot of people put more stress on the business than they do on the healthcare. To me, that's wrong. It's the opposite. Yeah. Because the power of attorney for healthcare is a decision of life and death. Right. Make sure the people you name on there. You trust. Okay, you Bert, know. do I trust you? I don't. Yeah, I know, right? I think you better. You better. I know. All right. Uh, well, we want to thank you, Nola, thank for you, joining Nola. us. Yeah, thank you. We sure thank appreciate you. it. We um, and we we'll hope be- this helps people, you know, as far as spur them or, you know, get them, yeah. call them to the carpet or whatever to get them mm-hmm. to get out there and make sure updated, too. Like, how often should you update? You know, yeah. we just did ours last year. Oh, you should look year. at every five years at least or okay. any significant change in, in relationships. Okay. You yeah. should look. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And okay. I got a quick little tidbit, uh-huh. too, for people who are dealing with elder situations, you can get a lot of free good advice in Iowa anyway, from the group um, called Elder Bridge. Okay. Okay. And I believe they have many outposts in the state Um, for this area. There's one in Spencer. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is a, a good source of further information. Yeah, because it's it's just tough, you know, when your parents get older or as we get older. Oh, yeah. Like we always say to each other, you know, when we retired eight years ago, we never, ever thought that 
we would be dealing so much with our elderly parents. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, it's yeah. a whole, you know, first you raise your kids and then your kids go away. And now you're taking care of your, you know, a lot of people have to take care of their, their elderly parents. But now we want to make it easier for our girls. Right. Because like I told one of them, I said, you know, Cindy and I are in the car a lot together. If God forbid something uh-huh. should happen. Right. You know, the girls need to know what's going on. They're going to be right. sad and yeah. I don't want them to have to tear the house apart or anything. Yeah. So, Definitely. Right. Yeah. So on that on that point, and this is, this is me um, preaching stuff that I always mean to do and I haven't got it completed yet, but you a person should really have a little notebook or a list of this is what we have. This is where our life insurance is, you know. Right. These are the passwords. Okay. I, I do yes. have that. I call it my oh shit file. <laughs> and that's my daughter has it. And, you know, because it's, it's like, oh shit, something happened to me. You go to the uh-huh. oh shit file. Yeah, that makes and sense, though. She's got my, yes. you know, how to get into my password things. Yeah, that's something we didn't even talk about. Like, I have all of my passwords and accounts on a computer program called LastPass. And, uh-huh. you know, she needs to know how to get into that or Correct. Get, it'll make it a heck of a lot easier for her. And that, yeah. you know, just more advice mm-hmm. for people. Yeah. yeah. Right. All right. I think we could go on forever. But. Uh, I just want you to know that on Thursday, I'm going to have a shot of tequila for you. Yes. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Right. We hope you enjoy All your right. retirement. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you both. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow. That wraps up an, an yeah, adventure. You know, yeah. It's not a, so much an adventure, but it's kind of like- um, It's like, definitely a journey. Yeah. It's, it's like I said, it's calling people to the carpet, you know, pushing them- Make sure you got it, you know, you might have done a will 20 years ago. When we updated ours last year, the year before, it had, I mean. Our kids were little. They had guardians. Yeah, our our girls were little, little. And you got to update this stuff. Like like she said, every five years would be nice, 10 definitely, or major life changes. Yeah, and I think, you know, all of this is, you know, it's kind of depressing, but yet it is not depressing when you think about, okay, I have a lot of time left. I can I can do some of these things. Right. I can get these done and make it easier on my children. Yeah. It's kind of like the episodes we talked about of downsizing. Yes. You're just making it easier on your kids because they need to know. I mean, if, if you just keep everything secret, secret, you know. And so many families are like that. Yeah. I, I know. I said, like I said, my, my daughters have a copy of our will, which a copy doesn't mean anything. Right. But they know where the original is, too. Yeah. But the thing is, you know, I, it's spouses, you know, it, you just need to know as a spouse, you need to know what's going on. You need to know about accounts. You need to know about passwords. You need to know about paying the bills, how to pay the bills how, and what bills to pay. It, there's just, it would be so much that would have to happen. And it's just a terrible time to find that out yeah. when somebody has, has passed away. Any transition you can do to help your spouse, help your children. It's just, and I liked her point about, unfortunately, people put more thought into their business than they do their health care. Yeah. Now, your health comes first. Yeah, it does. You know? Oh, man. Nola, thank you so much. We really appreciated talking to you. And yeah. we really hope that, you know, everybody got some good out of this interview. Takes a look at it. You know, take a look at it. Like I said, a lot of people are retiring now. Life's changing. You have more time Get to do updated. some of these things. Get it updated. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, we're always looking for guests. We're always looking for subscribers. Oh, I, definitely. In my opinion... This is probably our most important Oh, it's episode. definitely, definitely. But we're always looking for subscribers and guests. So if you ever 
have an adventure or knowledge that you want to share with us, like right. what any Nola kind did? Of, any kind of adventure, a journey in a retirement is what we're looking at. Reach out to us at adventureretired.com or adventureretired at gmail.com. We want to hear what you got, and we want to keep you inspired right. for your retirement. And we have show notes. I'll put some show notes up for this one. It, there won't be a lot because it's you know, just the legal terms and yeah. things like that. But yeah. I'll put some show notes up there and look at those. Those are on our website. It's always a good thing. And we appreciate you for joining. We'll talk to you later. I love you, Cindy. I love you more. And that's the kids and love you.